good praise and worship. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. We need a move. Praise God. Well, how's everyone doing this morning? Has God been good to anyone in this building? Uh, that was okay. I, I asked a question. Has God been good to anyone in this building? I just want to take a moment to encourage hearts. If you don't have resources to buy gifts for all of your family this year, it's okay. The world commercialized this day and what we're celebrating. And so if all you can do is bake cookies and pass those out, how many know it's the thought that counts? And they should be appreciative for the cookie. And so don't make it about that. I, I want to challenge this group here, this crowd. Don't go into debt for Christmas. Oh, let me try this side of the room. I, don't charge anything that the money is not already in your bank account. You might give somebody else a gift, but you gave yourself a problem. How I many know oh, that doesn't make sense? How I many of y'all will commit to that this year? Don't go into debt over Christmas. All right? I just need to say one more thing. And if you don't receive anything, don't get an attitude. Because you already have everything that you need. Come on, I need a little better amen in this place. I said you already have everything that you need. We're talking about praise and worship culture. Of course, we missed on last week, and my wife and I, we were out. We were two things. We had to go to the home going, but we were also celebrating 22 years of marriage. So thank God for her. How I many you know it's not easy to last 22 years? Oh, let, let me get some real married people in here. I said, how many know it's not easy to last 22 years? Uh, but his grace is more than sufficient, right? When you do things his way, it's not without challenges. But how many know he will see you through every single one of those challenges, right? And covenant is forever. At Linked Up Church, we value covenant. Two amens. Three amens. And so we're talking about praise and worship culture. We missed last week, and you can already see a shift in this building, literally. And it's really more on this side. You see more of this side coming to the front. And now we just need the anointing that's on this side to shift over here to this side a little bit and bring people to the fore. I want to tell you a little history before I get into the message today and, and catch us up. When we were designing this worship center, and we were with the design team, we had a couple of options for this space up here. We could literally uh, put more chairs forward so that you can get more people in the building, or we can leave this room down here so that people could come down and, and praise God and worship God and really have the room to do so. And so believe it or not, this space was designed because I knew we would eventually get to this where people could come down front and praise and worship God freely. So we chose less seats because we value this ability to express and praise God freely. 
So listen, I'm telling you, you are released to come forward. No usher's going to grab you. No MOD will tackle you. You are literally released to come down and praise and worship God and utilize all of this space. It's already happening on this side of the room. And, and we're believing God is getting ready to hit this side like a wave in Jesus' name. Let's do the wave real fast. Let's start right over here. You ready? Look at that. Send it back over here for me. So that's what we wanted to do. When you all see it hit that side, just jump right in. So now what are we talking about? I want to welcome our online viewing audience. We're so glad to have you today. Thank you for joining in. Version Bible app is the best way to follow along. Go to the event section. The outline is right there. Click on Link up church, Linked Up Church, and you will see the outline. Praise and worship culture. We've defined culture as the behaviors and beliefs characteristic of a particular social, ethnic, or age group. Of course, it can be defined as the youth culture, church culture, hip-hop culture. It is the sum total of ways of living built up by a group of human beings and transmitted from one generation to the next. How I many know our children are depending on us to lead them into how to praise and worship God. Typically, parents who praise and worship God have children who praise and worship God. So we have a responsibility to teach the next generation. I asked the question, why does God want us to come to church? You'll get a lot of different answers from people when you ask them, why does God, I didn't ask why do you go to church, why does God want us to go to church? A lot of people say, well, I go to see my friends. I go to socialize. I love the relationships that I have at church. I go to get the word, and all of those are good answers, but how many know it's not the number one reason why God wants you to come to church? God wants you to come to church, and I believe the answer is found in Psalms 100, and we'll read again stanzas 1 through 5 from the Passion Translation. It says, lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. You see how the atmosphere is already shifting? The first week I said that, no one said anything. So you already see the momentum building. And folks, let's not ever let it go down again. Right? Let's build this and let's just take it as high as we possibly can. It says, lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. It says, go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. And you serve him. Be glad and worship him. Sing your way into his presence with joy. How I many know oh, you want to come into the building singing into his presence? You're not really waiting on praise and worship to start. Songs are already arising within your heart. And this is how you come into the presence of the Lord. It says, and realize what this really means. That we have the privilege of worshiping the Lord our God. For he is our creator and we belong to him. It is a privilege and an honor to give God the glory that is due unto his name. And we get that privilege. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. And so in other words, as soon as you cross through those doors, you should say, thank you, Jesus. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. God, you are good, and you should never come into his presence without some form of praise on your lips. Praise is an act of thanksgiving. The password is praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you. Once you realize how much God loves you, nothing else matters in your life. I'm telling you, God loves you so much, he will not leave you in the current situation that you are in. If you will just trust that he loves you more than what you're going through, it will not be long before you have come out of it, and now you're able to praise God at an even higher level. God's love will amaze you if you will allow it to. He is so kind that it will astound you, and he is faithful for his, or he is famous for his faithfulness towards us. He is trustworthy. If God said it, he will do it, and that's what makes him famous. If you find a promise in his word, folks, you can stand on that. You can take that to the bank. You can act like it is already so in your life. If God said it, that settles it. His word will not return. I wish I was ministering to somebody. His word will not return back unto him void, but it will accomplish and prosper in the thing whereinto it was sent. If God said he would make you the head and not the tail, you can count Count on being the head and not the tail. If God said that you would be above only and never beneath, then you can count on being above only and never beneath. If God said that he would meet all of your needs according to his riches and glory and you are a giver, if you have a need right now, you can take that to the bank that that need is already met. Glory to God. And the word of God tells us this is what he's famous for. He's famous for delivering on his word. I wish I had some people in here that believe that today. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. I don't know about you, but God has never let me down. Let me try this side of the room. I don't know about you. I've been walking with God for 30 years. Not one of his promises has ever fallen to the ground in my life. Come on, do I have anyone else in here with that testimony? And I'm talking about even the ones that haven't fully manifested because he's done a thousand other ones. I know that those will come to pass too. Come on, I feel like making the devil mad in this place. Glory to God. We talked about what is praise. Praise is celebrating the existence of and the attributes of a worthy God. See, you don't praise something that you don't believe is worthy. Praise is audible. We learned that, letter B. That means praise can be heard. You cannot praise God with your mouth closed. Well, I'm just a quiet person by nature. Really? Play, praise is audible. It can be heard. Praise requires acknowledgement, let her see, but doesn't require relationship. 
which means anyone can praise God, saved or unsaved. I love this one, letter D. Praise is horizontal. You all remember this definition? That means it goes this way. Come on, what does it do? It goes this way. See that? Paying attention. Come up here and get $20. Boy, you up here paying attention in the service. I'm ministering. Come on up here and get $20. Well, I'm ministering, and he just, he giving every illustration that I'm doing, boy. Paying attention in the service. See, it's out of the mouths of babes and sucklings that God has ordained strength. Come get another $20, man. You just didn't push my button today, boy. I love your energy and your spirit. Boom. Blow it up. Come on back. Come on back and blow it up this time. Get another 20 to blow it up. Come on. This time, blow it up. Boom! Blow that up right there. Boy, get another 20. You all can learn something from that little fella. I said you all can learn something from that little fella. By definition, we said, while it grows in agreement and response, of its surroundings. So in other words, people can look around and see it growing and then jump in. Don't be the person that keeps the person next to you from praising God. Be the person that inspires the person next to you to praise God. Can we practice that for about five seconds? Come on, let it rise. Come on, let it rise. Come on, let it rise in this place. Glory! Hallelujah! Man. See, I see, see, see. See, I see. See, right there. Right, right there. Right there. Yeah, thank you, thank you. See, right, right there. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's going on. But I don't ever want to be that cool. Come on, I don't ever want to be that sophisticated. Come on, I don't ever want to be that educated that I can't open up my mouth, lift up my hands, and give God the glory that is due unto his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, the name of God dwells in this place. And it should be evident every Sunday morning. We jumped into the seven dimensions of praise. And we've been studying and practicing these together, and we'll do the same today. We learned the halal, right? To be clear, to shine, to boast, to celebrate clamorously. Sometimes you need to act a fool for God, just like you did for the devil. I will come down off of this stage. If you don't, listen, I will come down off of this just like you did for the devil. There are times when you need to act a fool for God. You would get so juiced that you didn't care who saw you, who was looking at you. Oh, hey whatever you did, but you didn't care who was looking at you. I would literally walk in a party, and, and there was a song called, It Takes Me Up. That's before you all's time. It takes me up, up, 
literally just stand in the middle of the floor and the whole room would begin to just go like this. And I said, man, if I could just do that for the devil, they would announce my name, Edgar of 510 Sophomore. And I would go running through the tunnel and dive <laughs> on the crest on the floor and start smacking and smacking the crest. This is our house. Nobody coming in here and winning. And the gym would go crazy. Then we get saved. I'm challenging you. You should at least give God as much energy as you gave your sorority and your fraternity. At least. Number two, we learn the yada to extend the hand, right? Throw the hand. We learn, number three, the toda, extension of the hand, a, a, a vowel or acceptance. Then we left off with the shabak, a shout to address in a loud tone, to command, to triumph. Let's pick up today with number five. To, let's learn about the barak. The barak means to kneel down, to bless God as an act of adoration. How I many you know you can do that during praise? You can do that during worship? You can do that whenever you want to. You can kneel down. You can bless God as an act of adoration at any time, anywhere, because it just hits you like that. Psalms 95, stanza 6, the Amplified Bible. Psalm 95, stanza 6 from the Amplified says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Watch this. In reverent praise and prayer. I mean, sometimes praise can be reverent. And so I just want to be clear, folks. All of this is open, even during times when you just want to come and bow down. No usher will stop you. No MOD will grab you. Only thing we ask is just don't come up on the stage. Then we have to tackle you. <laughs> can everybody do that for me? All right. 1 Chronicles 29, 20, the Amplified reads this way. Then David said to all the assembly, Now bless, praise, thank the Lord your God. And all the assembly blessed the Lord, the God of their fathers, and bowed down and honored the Lord and to the king as his earthly representative. A couple of things I want to point out in 1 Chronicles 29. David asked all of them to bless and praise and thank God, and they all did it. There were no attitudes in this assembly. And so I want to ask this assembly today to just go ahead and bless and thank God for a moment. However you're led to do it, just bless and thank the Lord. Father, I bless your name today. I thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, 
your kindness, Father. I thank you because you are good and you are good all the time. You are the glory and the lifter of my head. You are my bright and morning star. You are my soon coming king and I love you this morning. And I adore you and I worship you and I bless you and I thank you. Hallelujah. 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 That's what it means to Barak. Right? Sometimes that's followed by a kneeling down. You ever just been in a service where the presence of God was so high? Right? And you just had to come to the altar. And it's okay to do this and to just bow down and kneel before your maker. How I many know you can get right to your seat and turn around in your seat? Right, and use the cushion for your elbows and just bow down. I'm trying to tell you, you have not experienced the presence of God until you yield yourself like that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God desires to have an environment where people are comfortable bowing down. It's one of the greatest forms of submission is to Bow down before your maker. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms 34.1, again, that could be done. I've seen it. I've been in high praise services where the power of God would hit people in a praise service, and they would have to hit the floor because his presence was just that good. Psalm 34, Psalm 34, stanza 1, the Amplified says, I will bless the Lord some of the time. What does it say? I will bless the Lord at all times. You know why you bless the Lord at all times? Because God is good at all times. I'm talking about even at times when it looks like things aren't good. If you'll allow the Spirit of God to open up your spiritual eyes, you'll see that he'll use that and turn it and cause it to work out for your good because you said in the midst of it that God, even though I don't understand what's happening to me right now, I still know that you are good. And Father, I trust that you're going to bring good out of this bad situation. I can't see it. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I just know and I trust your character. So I choose to bless your name at all times. I choose to declare that you are good and great and greatly maintain that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, regardless of what comes into your life. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall what? Shall what? Beware. Where shall his praise continually be? Where shall his praise continually be? Where shall his praise continually be? I'm trying to see if you'll just begin to act on that. Where will his praise continually be? Can you all demonstrate what that looks like? His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Come on, show me what that looks like. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Yes, glory to God. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, you are good. You are great. You are awesome and wonderful in all of your ways. I love you today, Lord. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for starting me on my way. Thank you for clothing me and putting me in my right mind. Thank you for a roof over my head. Thank you for food on my table. Thank you for a vehicle to drive. Thank you for a church to worship you in. God, you have been so good to me. You are continually good to me. So I'll continually praise your name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me teach you all something else. All right? See, what we're doing is we're teaching and we're demonstrating. Right? So even at the end of a praise song, worship song, what you want to begin to do, can, can, can anybody put the first praise song, uh, uh, some of the words of the first praise song on the screen? I don't know if it's that easy to just switch that. But I want to teach you something here before we go to number six. All right? So you can learn how to be more of a participant in the service. How I many of you know they should not have to work that hard? If you bring your supply of the Spirit and it matches what's coming off of this stage, how I many know increases getting ready to happen in this place? All right? And so as we're singing these songs, there's a river, right, where goodness flows, right? Next, next stanza there. There's a river where goodness flows, right? There's a fountain that draws sorrows. Once we get to the end of these songs, then you just begin to take those same words and minister them back to the Lord. Father, thank you for an ocean that's deeper than your fear. See, it's not that deep, right? T thank you, Father, for a tide that is rising. Your spirit is rising in my heart and in my life, right? Right? You take those words, Father, it, the, there's nothing bursting, bursting up from the ground. Father, I, I sense your presence overflowing in me now, right? So instead of just staring at the end of that song, just staring at them, take those same words and begin to minister them back to the Lord personalize them in your heart, right? Then what you'll see is Minister Bernard won't have to, at the end of the song, still try to pull you in because you're already in. It'll be easier for him to shift to the next song because you've entered in on the first song. See, the reason he has to do that is at the end, you all are just standing there staring at him. And we're going to practice this in a moment because we're going to call them back up. But right at the end of that song is our moment where we just. We take those same words and we minister them back to the Lord. Number six, the zamar. The zamar means to pluck the strings of an instrument, to sing, to praise. A musical word which is largely involved with joyful expressions of music with musical instruments. So number six is the zamar. How I many know you can praise God with instruments? Right? They're going to demonstrate some of that in a moment. Let's look at a few verses to support that. Psalm 33, 2 and 3, stanza 2 and 3, New King James Version says, Praise the Lord with the harp. Make melody to him with the instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. Psalms 57, or Psalm 57, stanza 8 and 9, New King James Version says, Awake my glory, 
Awake, lute and harp. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing to you among the nations, or ethnos. Then we'll close right here, and I'm going to have the music department go ahead and lead us uh, as we enter into his presence this morning. Now listen, I don't want any spectators in here. Right? I want you to, I'll begin to teach you some things. A lot of times we want the power that the early church had. But we don't want to put in the same. See, the scripture says they were all together in one place, listen, and on one accord. So when you talk about more power, how I many of you have to have more participation? Right? So if you want 100% manifestation, you need 100% participation. The power of God operates at our level to believe for. And a tremendous expression of that is our ability to enter into his presence. Okay? I believe people can get healed, delivered, set free. I believe all kind of stuff can happen. I was so blessed by James. He was celebrating the life of his mother. I pray that you don't mind me sharing this. But he was celebrating the life of his mother, 95 years old. Uh, mother was the first African-American teacher in the Douglas County public school system. And, and, and God, listen to this. God used his mother to integrate the public school system in Douglas County. It was such a wonderful celebration of her life. Uh, but the thing that blessed me the most is, is they were singing a praise song, and James stood up and began to lift his hands. And, and, and I was watching his sons watch him. And I was seeing his sons get life from watching their dad in a moment demonstrate that he knew exactly where his mother was. And what he was doing, he was passing something on to his to the next generation. That because how I many know our day, all of us should the Lord tarry, all of us are gonna come. But he gave his children such a wonderful lesson to celebrate his life. And he did it in a way. Do you mind me sharing this? I I, I don't know where the dance came from, but but it was an up-tempo song, and his hands went up and he just began to. I was like, James got a little rhythm about him over there. And listen to this, and it began to spread. Because when the people saw the son able to praise God in a moment like that, everybody else began to reflect, what am I doing? If her children are praising him, why am I sitting here? Something about when you have revelation about who God is and where our loved ones are, you can celebrate in a moment like that. Come on, somebody. I believe home going should be different for the church than they are for the world. I'm talking about when our 95, you live 95 years. That's something to celebrate. The Tehillah. The Tehillah is the singing of halals. It means to sing or to loud, perceived to involve music, especially singing. 
hymns of the Spirit. Psalm 23, stanza 3, Psalm 23, stanza 3, the Passion Translation says, Yet I know that you are most holy. It's indisputable. You are God enthroned, surrounded with songs, living among the shouts of praise of your princely people. Psalm 33, stanza 1, the Passion Translation says, Poetic praise by King David. It's time to sing and shout for joy. Go ahead, all you redeemed ones, do it. King James says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Those whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Has God redeemed anyone in this building today? Come on, I ask the question. Has God redeemed anyone in this building today? Then you ought to say so. You ought to shout about it. You ought to sing about it. You should give God glory for it. it. says, praise him with all you have. Listen to this. For praise looks lovely on the lips of God's lovers. Listen to me, single person. You are at your most attractive when you are praising God. Because praise looks good on you. Praise is like a garment. Praise is something that when it is on you, everybody else knows you, and it brings you up to a higher level than where you currently are. If you are looking for someone to spend the rest of your life with, make sure that when you go to church, you see their hands lifted up, glory to God. You see them praising God. Come on. You see them giving God the glory. But more importantly, when we talk about worship on next week, when they leave here, they actually live. What they were worshiping God about. Last one for today. Music department, come forward. Isaiah 61.3. New King James Version says, To console those who mourn in Zion. He will give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Did anyone just come in heavy today? Anybody just come in like, man, tough, just heavy, it's okay. Anybody come in heavy today? It's okay. Lift your hand if you came in heavy. What you'll find is when you begin to praise God, the spirit of God will lift all that heaviness off of you. Right? And you'll begin to see things from his perspective and not from your perspective. See, praise lifts us. That they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I'm going to call Minister Bernard forward because God even gives him more revelation on this. Uh, he is a music director music minister and so if you want to add anything to that that takes us even deeper feel free to do so before you lead us in a song um, when we've gone through these seven dimensions and it's always interesting to me I, I like to look at things in sequence if you notice the sixth dimension was music not the first dimension sixth dimension was music. I gotta have my worship music. The sixth 
Station with music. And I often challenge, when I, when I minister this and teach this, I often challenge singers and musicians that if the only time you feel the presence of God is when you're doing something musical, you're missing out on the rest of the relationship. And I can even say that to, to those that are, um, we've grown up in the African-American church because we like good music. We love a good choir. Thank choir. Thank Tain. We love to hear, we love to hear singers and we love to hear all, it's all great. But if the only time you connect to him is when you hear your song, now, I've been impressing that on our worship team, and I have, I've had a couple worship team members come up to me, and they're like, like, okay, I get it, but does that mean like one is better than the other, or are they like building blocks, or like, how, I mean, I, I really love to sing, that's, that's my gift. Yeah, but your gift isn't your relationship. And so, I prayed about this last night, the Holy Spirit gave me one thing last night, then the Holy Spirit gave me another thing this morning. Last night, um, he said, remind people that you don't always go the same way home. Because if you always go the same way, you'll miss out on different developments that they're doing around. Have you ever, have you ever gone a different way home and realized, hey, I didn't know that building was over there? When, when did they put that there? When did, when did they put that restaurant there? Maybe I need to go check that restaurant. I've been waiting on them to put that thing over there. They put, when did they put that over there? If you keep going the same way. Are y'all catching this? The second thing that he showed me while Pastor Gregory was talking is these seven dimensions are actual evidence of growth in a relationship. When I'm trying to, when you're trying to get that person's attention, you have to come out of yourself. You have to halal. You got to be a little foolish to get, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Hey, hey, I just wanted to get your attention and come you, especially guys, we've come with a corny joke or some line we heard from an uncle somewhere. Excuse me, I just wanted to know, did it hurt? What did you mean? when you feel from heaven. <laughs> and then you say, hey, my name is... Which is how you yada. And then the more you shake hands, the more comfortable you become eventually you go and reach for which is which is your toda and then you start kind of understanding this relationship and you start holding hands and then you feel like I'm not alone in this thing and you get them butterflies in your stomach and you start telling everybody I got me somebody you can't take them from me they gonna always be with me. That's my Shabak. 
if your relationship really continues to grow and build, you start to learn that the best way to honor the person that you're with is to submit to them. And not be all about how we look outside, but how do we, how do I surrender to you? How do I honor you when I'm in your presence and when I'm not? That is your Barak, which is the hardest for most Christians because we want the benefits, but we don't want to submit. Ooh, I just helped somebody's relationship right there. Stop giving him or her benefits if they're not willing to on. Never mind. Sorry. But the safer you become, the more things start coming out of you. And you start writing poems and singing songs and sending love notes, putting sticky notes on stuff. Just want to let you know I love you. Putting sticky notes in lunch bags. Somebody loves you today. That's actually your Zamar. Because you're starting to write things and you're perfecting an artistic, different, unique way of telling that person how much you care about them. And you're intentional about it. But then when you really get to a great place in your relationship, just sending flowers on Valentine's Day doesn't cut it. And that's when a tequila begins to arise because I have to do something unique and different. I just, I just can't hold it no more. I just, ooh, let me, let me just, this is that big gesture that I just, I had to let you know I couldn't take it no more and I had to surprise you because if I planned it, you would have expected it. For us in a worship context, that's taking your opportunity to stop just singing the words the way the person on the record sang it. You ever notice how a lot of times in traditional stuff, stuff like from our history, if they don't sing it exactly how that person sang it, then it's wrong? You listen to Joy to the World, Whitney Houston sing it, if they don't sing every note exactly like Whitney Houston say, that ain't it, that mm -mm. That, that wasn't it, that, that wasn't it. Instead of appreciating that the person may have taken that song or that moment, internalized it, processed it in, in the annals of their life, and then output it from their heart. This is what this song means to me. And then what happens in a congregation like this is that the more we sing these songs and you internalize these songs, they begin to mean different things to you. If you'll notice as a worship pastor, every single time I sing a song, I sing it differently. Because every time, number one, I've gone through stuff since the last time I sang it. And number two, every room is different. Every single, sometimes a room, everybody in the room is celebrating. That brings out one word. Sometimes you can feel it is tangible heaviness in a room. It's a whole nother place that we go. But we have to do that together. Is anybody willing to express that relationship this morning? 
What I want to challenge you with is, can we get everybody on your feet? I want to challenge you. Get everyone on your feet. And we're going to start by blessing the Lord. And you can come to the altar. You can stay at your, at your place there. But I want to challenge you that you can do what you feel you need to do to honor him. Kneeling is not a sign of weakness. It is a sign of strength. For the Bible says it is when I am weak that he is made strong. Bowing in his presence means I recognize that you are my king. And I am nothing without you. And so all over this room, I invite you to open your mouth, open your heart, and begin to barack the Lord. Bless the Lord. Musicians and singers as well, begin to bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. We honor you, King of Kings.
up all over this room, even those online. Let's summar the Lord together and say, You are and Omega. We worship. We
on, let's continue to worship him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You're so worthy to be praised, God. You're worthy of the glory, worthy of the honor. We honor you this morning. We glorify your wonderful, mighty, and majestic name. We love you today. You're so worthy of the praise, so worthy of the glory, so worthy of the honor. We give it all to you today, Father. Hallelujah. 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 I can tell you that God is pleased in this atmosphere this morning. Not asking, just stay right where you are right now. We do have another service, a lot of different things we could do right now. Minister Bernard, you added so much value to that message this morning. Tremendous team ministry.